brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome MLB Strategy Show presented by Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. I'm Dave Lochran. With me, as always, every Monday, it's Jake Hari. And we got a seven-gamer today, Jake. Finally, a little bit of a respite from these huge slates. And I think we're going to get mostly big slates of games for the rest of the season because they got to jam in as many games as possible. You got a thousand doubleheaders because of what happened to the Marlins and the Phillies and the Cardinals and and a few other teams. So uh, it's one of the rare days where we're getting only seven games. Yeah, it should be a good day uh, of MLB and um, obviously a bunch of other stuff going on. So it's a fun time in sports, and I'm glad to I'm glad we're we're getting to talk some MLB. Getting to you get to do NBA. I'm still doing some NHL stuff. And uh, no complaints here, that's for sure. So how's NHL going for you? Like ROI-wise, not – so I've uh, I've actually been, like, playing well. If I look on my Roto Tracker, you know, I'm getting top 1% scores really at a high rate. Um, the problem is all my top 1% scores are, like, 5th and 6th and 7th. And it's, it's, you know, 10K to 1st, and then it's – your fifth gets a thousand bucks or 700 bucks. So I'm just, I think I'm, I'm telling myself I'm running pretty bad. Um, (laughs) I think I am like when I get to the top, but uh, it's been a lot of fun. Like I love watching the games, even though it hasn't been profitable just yet. So all things considered it's, it's gone okay for not banking anything. Do you watch and don't worry, we're getting right into baseball. We got plenty of time. Do you watch any basketball? Oh yeah. Yeah, Okay. Did you see the Doncic game yesterday? Yep, I did. Unbelievable. So good. What a phenomenal, phenomenal performance from that guy coming in with a bum ankle. Him and Montrez Howe getting into it the game before that. Man, what a what an awesome game that was. Yeah, I I got to watch the the end of it. Um, so I, I made the the best part. What what a game! I didn't even realize he had like a forty point triple double before that. Forty three, seventeen, and thirteen. Yeah, anything yeah, to get me away from the Phillies and. <laughs> Sixers, they got swept. Sayonara, Brett Brown. But uh, all right, you ready to you ready to dive into this one? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Before we do, Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports, as you heard, is the sponsor of the MLB Strategy Show here at AwesomeO.com. Uh, and if you haven't done so yet, it is definitely the place to be, especially when NFL comes around. You'll hear me say it quite often, but it's a great spot to play NFL. They have CSV uh, uploads and edits now. So check that out. Um, They didn't have that before, but it makes a big difference. So you can play multiple lineups much easier. Make better choices. Choose Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. Get in there now before it's too late. Learn it. Become custom to it, familiar with it. Once you start seeing those big contests, uh, you're going to very much enjoy it. They've got some great contests for baseball and basketball too, but when football rolls around in less than three weeks, it's going to be popping, baby. 
not only that, they've got some management free contests if you jump in there early enough in the morning, meaning every uh, every dollar they're sent that's paid into the contest gets paid back out to the player. So check those out. Management free also, you know, might be if I was allowed to say this referred to as rate free for anyone wondering. Uh, so check them out. Everything at Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. All right, Jake, we got seven games to hit on here. First one on the docket, Aaron Savali, Kent Ameda. Savali's been very good. Uh, very impressed with what we've seen from him. He's pitching for Cleveland, going up against the Minnesota Twins today. Uh, I can't help but think both of these offenses are, are potent enough to to scare you a little bit, but two solid pitchers. You've got a uh, eight and a half total though. Twins at four point two runs. Uh, Indians at four or sorry, Twins at four point four. Indians at four point two. And all in all, Savali's performance this season has been well very impressive. He's striking lefties out at twenty two percent and righties out. At, or sorry, yeah, at right he's out at 27%, but he's not walking anybody. He's got a super low exit, a, a passable 11% swinging strike rate, and a call plus swinging strike rate well above 30. So he's getting a lot of looking strikes, uh, a lot of called strikeouts, and that's resulted in him in him getting uh, a nine, two straight nine strikeout performances to start the season and actually decent strikeout stuff despite not the best swing and miss stuff. But it's a tough matchup, and he's pretty expensive. Yeah, good strikeout stuff for sure. It's just the matchup. I mean, four and a half implied total against you when you're 9,500 is a little bit tough to swallow. It's not even the favorite. Um, looks like pretty decent hitting weather as well in the mid-80s uh, in Cleveland for this game. So I think he, he's a really – like he's a boomer bust option here. Um, I'm going through and crunching out some lineups, and I got to basically none of him. Uh, I might end up boosting him a little bit if his ownership is down, because I think like the twins do strike out at a, almost a 25% rate against righties. Um, and Savali does have pretty good strikeout stuff. So it'll be tough to choose him over Bauer, but I think he might be an option. I do get to um, towards the end of the day as a pivot off of a guy like Flaherty. Yeah. The, the strikeout rates for the twins, like you said, 25.2% is definitely up there, I think it's like the 10th or no, it's the ninth highest in the league across 700 plate appearances. So we're starting to see that we're starting to get some good numbers there. They're uh, the twin. They have a 194 ISO 324 Woba. So the, the numbers aren't bad at all. Uh, but at the same time, if you can get some strikeouts, maybe it is worth getting there at low ownership. What's he at right now? He's at two and a half percent on DraftKings. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, worth, worth considering for sure. If the ownership is super low, we'll, we'll talk about Trevor Bauer shortly. And I think that's going to play into this, but uh, Savali 2.2% on FanDuel as well. You come over to our sponsor Yahoo. You've got him weighing in at uh, 6% on a two pitcher site. What about the other side of this one? Ken Tomato against Cleveland. Uh, very solid. Kent Tomato is always going to do a phenomenal job at limiting runs. But the one thing I loved about what we saw from him last start was against a decent enough Milwaukee team, not only did he go eight innings with one hit and one run allowed, but he struck out 12 and threw 115 pitches. I can't remember the last time, especially coming from, from the Dodgers, that we saw Kent Tomato throw 115 pitches especially given that he had not eclipsed 85 pitches over his first four starts. That's some encouraging stuff. It's not a great matchup, but I love seeing that this guy went out there, tossed 115 pitches in a shortened season. Yeah. I mean, if he's going to be completely overlooked, like he's the favorite in this game, 9,400. It's kind of a similar spot. I think for both pitchers, same price range on DK. Um, so I'm interested if the ownership stays really low on these guys, Indians have not been that good against righties this year either. 81 WRC plus. 24% strikeout rate. So much higher than I would have guessed. Um, but yeah, I, I don't mind Maeda either. It's just, I mean, how, like, it's the question is going to be how much do we end up liking, like, Lance Lynn, right. Bauer, and Flaherty? Do we even need to get to these guys? But if they're a tenth of the ownership, I think it makes some sense as a multi entry player to, to get some of, um, Maeda and Savali here because they have 
like they have high upside. It's not that bad of a strikeout matchup. It's a scary matchup, but if everybody's going to avoid it, um, makes sense to to look there. Yeah, and I I think you make a good point though in saying what will ownership be on guys like this that have act, that actually have a high ceiling? Mm-hmm. Like Kent Ameda has the, the ability to rack up strikeouts. He proved it last time out. Now, nobody's expecting eight innings, one earn, one hit, and 12 Ks and 115 pitches. But, you know, even in 83 pitches earlier in the year against this very Cleveland team, he went six one-run innings or six one-hit innings, no runs, and six Ks. 28.3 fantasy point, DraftKings points in the win. It's only one game, but he – if he can get up to around 100 pitches here, I'm confident that you could get good numbers from him. So if, if if I'm just simply looking at certain pitchers that aren't getting much attention, there's no question that I'm going to be interested in pitchers that are way lesser owned. If Lynn comes in around 45, 50%, Jake, and, and Maida comes in around 10 or 12, that's a pretty dramatic difference on a seven-game slate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Maida's the guy I got to a little bit more when I'm running my crunches right now. That could – that could definitely switch around, um, but like the bottom of this lineup, especially. And if Maeda is going to have a long leash, like you mentioned, he didn't have in LA because no one does. Um, yeah. I think he can navigate the bottom of this lineup pretty easily, especially if it's going to be Santana Perez and the Shields. That's a lot of strikeouts, um, all righty righty. So he's really just got to get past the first five or maybe six guys if you want to include Naquin, um, and then hopefully rack up some strikeouts after that. Do we want to include Cesar Hernandez? Uh, 4,800 bucks. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. Off. What's it? What's his strikeout rate like this season? Uh, like, hold on a second. low usually, but. If you pull it up before me, that works too. Let's see. Oh, I don't have it. I was just wondering because I know he's a low strikeout guy. His K rate against righties is 25%. Really? Yeah, this year. All right, uh, unless unless I'm looking this up wrong, I, I just threw it. No, I, I think so. I think so. Forty eight hundred is ridiculous to begin with. Can we agree on that? Yeah, I know he's leading off, but it's it's like the the Indians are priced to face someone else. You know, I thought like, the same. I thought the same thing. Yeah, twenty four point five percent for Hernandez against righties this year. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot higher than what I would have guessed. Yeah, absolutely. Either way, he's he's not the most intimidating figure at the front of the lineup. You know, right. he's fast. I've said this for a long time. Caesar's one of the worst base runners out there. Like he's very fast, Jake, mm-hmm. and he just is a absolutely terrible judge of when to run. He does. He's he's elite. He doesn't have a single stolen base this year. Imagine that. Not a single stolen base for him. So, not worried about that either. I think we're in agreement here. This could be a, a, a pretty interesting spot for Ken Tomeda with him going largely overlooked. Uh, the bottom of that lineup, hell, Domingo Santana started his career off with like 20 strikeouts and 20 plate appearances. I don't know if you remember that with uh, Milwaukee, but yeah, uh, I, I, I think there's, there's some concern because there's some power and some real talent in the, the meat of this lineup, but there's also, there's also some ways around it and some strikeouts. What about bats for you on either side? Low four-run totals for both teams. Yeah, I think maybe maybe a couple of the lefties against Maeda, um, the good lefties, Ramirez and Lindor, because those guys are pretty much always in play. And then with the Twins, I would I would probably just stack or nothing against Savali just because um, they can just get incredibly hot. Or um, I know Savali doesn't walk a lot of guys, but um, – like they can, I just feel like they can score a bunch of runs if they can get Savali out of this game um, relatively quickly. So they're just home run machines. That's the kind of team I like to stack. Uh, if you wanted to take a one off, my favorite guy's probably Polanco, but he's almost 5K. Okay. Chicago and Detroit. I got to tell you, Casey Mize. It was a it was a mixed bag in his debut, but I would say it was more good than bad. And here's why he gave up three runs. He got in some trouble in the fifth inning, understandably. So he's a young, you know, it was his first, it was his major league debut, but he struck out seven. uh, And he actually had good command. Now, what I mean by that is he wasn't, he was command and control, two different things, but he didn't walk a single batter. 
Now, there's pitchers out there that might not walk anybody. They just give up monster home runs. So that's not good either. But in, in, in this instance, I think there was a lot of positive there. And you're getting him at a very cheap price. Keep in mind, it's not a matchup you're, 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 you're going to fall in love with whatsoever. There's no doubt about that. He's getting uh, ownership that weighs in around 0.6% on DraftKings. He is 6,200. If he was cheaper, I think I actually would have some interest there. But I'm also worried that he got pulled at 73 pitches. He probably doesn't have the longest leash right now. Uh, he had 15.1% swinging strikes, though, in yeah. that debut, Jake. He got around... 45% ground balls, didn't give up a ton of hard contact. There are some, there are some quality aspects to, to what we saw there. And it looks as if um, it, it looks as if he may have gotten a little bit unlucky based on some of these other numbers I'm looking at. So uh, it's, it's, it's hard to know after only one start, but the swing and miss stuff was undoubtedly there. And that's encouraging, at least, even if we don't roster him today, going forward, it's nice to know that, that we saw some some encouraging stuff from the young uh, righty. Yeah, I think the pitch count is the biggest question here. Do we think he's going to get pulled again at 70 right. pitches? Like I think if he can cruise through innings, they'll let him go deeper. But the moment he gets into trouble and like the fifth or so, it could be ugly, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I think if we're giving him around five innings or at least a chance to get to five, I, I, I mean, I'm fine playing him. You mentioned the – uh, swinging strike rate and the chase rate was really good in the first start. And it was against kind of a similar team, the White Sox and the Cubs in that For sure. um, super high upside, but also they strike out a ton against righties. Uh, I think the Cubs have the second, yeah, second highest rate, um, actually right behind the Tigers, second highest rate against righties for their active roster. This season, now they're well above average in power and a, a number of other categories. So, I mean, where, where's Mize coming in at ownership? He's getting less than 1% currently. Yeah, yeah I, would, I mean, obviously, I think he's going to be over 1%. Um, he'll probably sneak into double digits unless there's a really good uh, low price guy I'm, I'm missing here. Uh, Lazardo, I guess, would be the next closest. But, yeah, yeah I, and, I'm interested for sure. Me too. And Lazardo is getting a ton of ownership right now. So, mm. Obviously, when we do this show, it's not just about who's the best cash play on paper, but it's about who could be a, a better pivot. And if you're getting a 43% difference in ownership, that's that's more than significant, right? So, yeah, I'm on the same page. He hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Through his, uh, he threw his splitter 19 times. It's a nasty pitch. He got 31% whiffs on that, which is a really good number. And Casey Mize, the one thing about him is all the scouts said, Jake, that he doesn't have one pitch that he doesn't have like the Jake DeGrom fastball, right? Or the Corey Kluber slider, but he has four pitches, all of which could be plus stuff. And if you're somebody like that, you're going to be really hard to hit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, and those pitches are probably only going to get better as he gets major league help with um, pitching coaches and so on. So, yeah, I mean, this is one of those guys where you're not first on him because he made a nice start last time out in terms of getting strikeouts. Um, but if you can get strikeouts for 6,200, I mean, he's coming off seven and four and a third. Like, that's nothing to sneeze at. So, no. Um, that's going a up lot. against a high, a high K team in the Cubs. 
I'm a little confused why he doesn't have ownership. It's making me think we're missing something. Uh, but maybe just um, maybe it's maybe just a matchup. Yeah, five run uh, implied total years. Yeah, the implied total. How many batters did he face in that game? Uh, Let's see. I got it pulled up here. He faced. Twice. Yeah. So he struck out seven of twenty. He struck out more than a third of the batters he faced. Some, but the reason I say that is because sometimes it can be misleading, right? You go four and a third innings, but you allow a ton of base runners. So your strikeout rate is actually down from what you would expect it to be. Yeah. But it, it definitely was, definitely was not. Uh, yeah, White Sox have a 26.3% K rate against righties. What about Alec Mills on the other side? I only ask because, as you just pointed out, the Tigers do have a 31 or a 30.1% K rate. A- Alec Mills has gotten absolutely lit up in his last two starts. Uh, the Tigers, to some extent, have been a little bit better than anticipated, but they're still striking out a ton. Um, Alec Mills just does not get the swing and miss stuff you're looking for. And that price on him, if Alec Mills was a discount, if he was like 6K, I might honestly consider him in this spot against the highest K team against righties in the league. But that's a pretty egregious price point. Yeah, it's just the price point. And then the fact that, like you mentioned, no real swing and miss in this guy. 7.3% swing strike rate. On the season, that's below average uh, by a good margin. He, he's actually had a couple nice starts. You can yeah, see earlier going six or seven innings maybe and getting a handful of strikeouts. Um, but that seems like such a low probability outcome, even against a team like the Tigers. So maybe it'll prove us wrong. I just don't know how he hurts me at 7,800 completely getting away from him. He's just so much lower upside than the Lozardos and maybe even like Casey Mize on the other side. Yeah, I'm willing to roster anyone against the – not anybody. Willing to roster guys against a bad team if the price point lines up with the talent. Uh, mm-hmm. In this case, there's no way I'm getting to somebody that, that that's that expensive. I just couldn't do it. But you, you did mention, like, he, three of his four starts have been serviceable, just not at that salary. So mm-hmm. what about what about bats on either side? We, we said a lot of good things about Casey Mize, but – uh, he definitely got himself into a little trouble, coughed up a home run, three runs overall. Uh, and a lot, of, a lot of times these younger pitchers are going to get into some jams. Does, do, do the Chicago Cubs bats interest you at all, uh, knowing that – and this is the crazy thing, right? Did you see the top stack percentages and the top stack aggregate ownership? On the Cubs? Let's see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, their uh, top stack tool doesn't really like them much. But Does it, one of those no, – top- Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, but it has them at the highest ownership. Yeah, um, and that that does seem like they're a little, quite a bit overowned. They're going to be twenty percent aggregate. I know it's a seven game slate, so everything still though. Right? What are we missing about Casey Mize? I mean, he's young, right? So making he's his a second rookie. start. Yeah, but he's like, literally the number one former number one overall pick that's got some of the filthiest stuff for a young pitch. This isn't just like some shit bag. And it's coming up as a projected fifth guy in the rotation. Yeah. So, I mean, I can tell you right now, if this top stack tool stays anywhere close to the same, um, the Cubs are very good for one-offs and two-mans, but like Mize isn't bad. And it's only a five implied total. It's not like we're seeing a six total or something out of the ordinary. Um, the Cubs always have a five total. Like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't get this one in terms of stacks. There's no way I'd get to the field on the Cubs if they stick around 20%. I wonder what this means. Ron Gardenhire, Tigers manager, said, we're going to let him have it, and that'll be fun, talking about today. I, I, I wonder if <laughs> – is he talking about have the baseball or, like, have at it? Like, go to town, fella. I, I would think it's the latter from what you said there, but I, that's so vague. It's, it's hard to say. Right? It's just Maybe they're weird... just going to, they're going to, like, they're going to let him go closer to a hundred pitches. I don't, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I, re- I really don't, but we have to consider something too. That start against the white Sox, They are a good team. Yeah. They are a very good hitting team. It's not like he went in there against the Pittsburgh pirates and got beat up like that. He still struck out seven. So, I don't know. Maybe we're completely off here, Jake, and I'm always willing to to admit that I could be missing something. Uh, it just seems that 
that massive discrepancy in ownership for a yes, young, young pitcher, albeit an incredibly talented one, seems a little bit off. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm definitely a higher chance I get over on Mize than Cubs bats here. This this yeah. is the same. Mize also said if they're spending days uh, of repeating the delivery of his cutter, the rookie is expecting further improvement in his second start. I quote, I take it very seriously and very personal, Mize says. I love that, by the way. Uh, I'm injecting that. And he said, I really just try to do that. And then from a confidence standpoint, I believe confidence comes from preparation. I believe that I prepared very well between starts. I'm all in, Jay. I'm all in. <laughs> this guy sounds like a real winner. So just Yay, lock guys. button that, <laughs> let Fantasy Cruncher fill in the rest and collect your profits at the end of the day. <laughs> what a stud. All right, what are you doing? Any uh, any additional bats here on either side? There's no one that really sticks out to me on the Tiger side. Uh, they, they're like constantly cheap, so they're usually overowned, but also usually have one of the best chances of being a top value despite the middling total. Um, yeah, I mean, Goodrum, I guess, 4,100 shortstop, batting near the top of the order. You could probably do worse than that. But, yeah, I, I'm just kind of meh on the Tigers. Okay. Yeah, I think most days we're going to be pretty meh on the Tigers. Uh, did you did you mention the Cubs K rate against righties? By the way, oh, you yeah. did, right? You did. Yeah. Second Two highest, highest K rates against uh, yeah against righties in this game. I'm on board, man. I am. Let's move on though. Oakland and Texas. Lance Lynn, Jesus Lazardo, both pitchers in this game. Jake, both pitchers are getting immense ownership. Right, uh, Lance Lynn, forty-four percent. Lazardo, forty-three percent. Currently on DraftKings. Now, obviously, everything is subject to change, but Lynn and Lazardo are one and two on Fanduel as well. And then on uh, on Yahoo, Lazardo is coming in at forty-two percent. Lynn at forty percent. It's wild. So, let's go ahead and break this one down. I'll give you the uh, or the odds and the totals, and we can get moving. Rangers. 3.5 run implied total against Luzardo and the A's. A's 4.1 run implied total against Lynn and the Rangers. I've noticed that Lynn is getting disrespected by Vegas. Well, really not by Vegas specifically, but these lines, these totals seem to be higher than, than I would expect them to be. And some of that might be the Rangers bullpen, understandably so. But he's just been really fa uh, fantastic. He hasn't allowed more than two earned runs on the entire season. Zero, zero, one, two, one, two. Listen to these innings pitched. Six, six, six and a third, five, nine, seven. And he's allowed more than four hits in only one start. He struck out six or more in all five starts, all six starts. So Lance Lynn's been spectacular on all fronts. His fastball is better than ever. And we're beginning to see some really great results. But at this ownership, how much do you love him? Not, not as much as his ownership. Uh, like the A's are one of the better teams in all the MLB. You look at like pretty much any stat that they don't strike. They're not going to strike out a ton. Um, now Lynn is a very good strikeout pitcher. So I guess that kind of cancels it out and you're getting a little bit of a discount on Lynn and it is a low total. Like if this game were in Texas last year without the retractable roof, um, probably just excellent out, but he's still, again, he's not even the favorite, not to rely on Vegas too much, but uh, 8,900 plus the ownership plus, I don't know that this is a super high upside matchup for him. Um, I, I, I can't get to where the ownership's at on Lynn. So what I'm doing, and we'll get to him in a little bit, but right now it looks like I'm going to the other side quite a bit um, in Lazardo, And then, we just have Bauer right now. It's such a better play than Lynn um, at similar ownership. So I'm finding it easier to get up to Bauer. Yeah. And Trevor Bauer, we'll get to him momentarily, has been an absolute monster yeah. this season. What about Luzardo, though? 3.5 run implied total for the Rangers. I've you know, unfortunately had the privilege of watching, and I say this facetiously, watching Rangers, a bunch of Rangers games this year uh, for one reason or another. And they are bad offensively, Jake. Like this team cannot string runs together. It's, it's pretty difficult to watch. Now, from a strikeout standpoint, 
against lefties. Where do where do the Rangers come in at against lefties here? I just had it pulled up. If you have it, fire away. Let's see, twenty six percent. That's sixth sixth highest, I think. Yeah. So but, yeah. Yeah. Their WRC plus is seventy, which is miserable. Absolutely miserable. Mm-hmm. That's bottom five, uh, and they've got a one fifty five uh, ISO, which is like not amazingly bad, but not good at 283 Woba, just took a few numbers to reference there. Ultimately what I'm getting at is this has been a very bad offense uh, against lefties and against, even against righties, they have a 73 WRC plus, but they're striking out a lot more against lefties. I think a lot of that plays into why Lazardo is going to be so popular today. Yeah. And he's just, it seems like he's got such a wide margin for error. Like the strikeouts are going to be there throughout the lineup. Um, the, the bats that you're worried about, like Santana and, and Gallo, I guess, because you're always worried about Gallo. Um, they still strike out a bunch. And he's probably like a thousand underpriced, I would think. Maybe, maybe even a little bit more. Feels uh, like it, especially with that total for the Rangers. Yeah, three and a half applied total. Like you don't often see that in today's MLB. There's only one team that is lower than that, and they're going up against Jack Flaherty. Um so and Flaherty's priced at ninety three hundred, so you can make the case he's even more than one K. Uh, underpriced. Um, I guess the thing with Lazardo that you're worried about is potentially the walks. He's walked two, exactly two in five out of his six starts. Um, but then you look at the Rangers and they don't walk at all against lefties. 6% walk rate. Like that's bottom four. That's bottom three in the league. Um, so I don't know. I'm like, I'm trying to find some negatives here with Lazardo and I'm having a really tough time to do it. So I'm probably just going to eat this ownership and just take whatever I can get here. Yeah. One of the biggest reasons too, is that price point you mentioned that just seems low 13% swinging strikes for the guy called plus swinging strike rate is up well above 30%. Those are the numbers I'm looking at. And those are some, some good numbers. He's given a, a decent amount of hard contact. Actually, no, that's not, no, I'm, I'm wrong about that. Uh, he's, pretty much been middle of the road all in all he, he's giving us good numbers not a ton of fly balls has he allowed yeah three home runs none to lefties all of them to righties i'm on board yeah i don't see how you couldn't be in all seriousness what about hitters this to me is just a spot where i'm really uninterested in bats yeah so <laughs> oakland looks like their price to face someone not named lance lynn um, and I, I was surprised by that as well so expensive. Chapman, Olsen, Semyon. Um, so I guess they're just going to be completely unowned without even looking at their ownership. I would imagine the A's are just overlooked entirely. Um, but you still need some value. You still have to fit under the salary cap and build a decently projected lineup. I don't even know that if the A's are going to be able to do that for me. So I'm probably off of bats on the A's side. And then unless Lazardo's ownership gets you know, over 50, 60% or something ridiculous like that. I'm, I'm off the Rangers as well. A's currently projected for the lowest aggregate ownership of any team at 1.2%. Texas third lowest at 1.7. I will say this much though. Ownership on the A's is 1.2. Their top stack probability is 5.5. So it's five times higher than their aggregate ownership. So I'm going to try to like the way I have my sheet set up is that it give, I give preference kind of like what Adam talks about, I'm sure in a different way. Um, but I give preference to teams and players that are on teams that are under own um, based on the top stack odds. So I'll be trying to get Oakland in my lineups, but I ran a crunch of 300 and cut it down to 150 just before the show. And, uh, I got to still no A's, like not one lineup with an Oakland A. Okay, fair enough. It is the pricing for sure. Let's keep it moving. Before we do, this is the last day, Mamba Day, to get our NBA content, all of it, all of our premium content from ownership to projections. Look at that, dude. You got like a you got a hockey on the bench Gatorade bottle over there. Yeah, I, I switch it up, you know. My mom always tells me to get new cups. 
because I just <laughs> use the same one for like you play hockey? a month and a half. No, I, I can't even skate. Oh, like, really? Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm decent at other sports or like, you know, I played high school and like huh. growing up other sports, but never played hockey. It's funny because I, I, I still play hockey to this day and I don't watch it as much on TV. I love watching basketball on TV. Totally suck at basketball. I don't know what it is. Yeah. You just grow up playing. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And something. Uh, but speaking of basketball, today's the last day, Mama Day. Yesterday was his birthday. Today's Mama Day, 824. And for $8.24, uh, everyone that hasn't signed up for Awesome yet has been signing up for this because it's such an awesome deal. Even if you're not huge in the NBA, it's 824 for the entire week for ownership, for the projections, the top, uh, the boomer bus tool, the, the lineup builder, all of our premium articles. You know, you, if, if it's on the site, we have it for 824. When you use the promo code Mamba, M-A-M-B-A, it expires after today. This is the last day, 824 for the entire week. That's 50% off the weekly package. Uh, if you're looking to get in on everything though, we've got, uh, all access weekly packages or subscriptions, Awesome Platinum, where Awesome Plus, sorry, where you have access to every single sport, all the projections and ownership, top stack tools, articles, all of which of the tools developed by Alex Baker, by Awesome himself, the number one ranked DFS player in the world, meaning he actually uses these tools. He, we don't just stick his name on it, he built them, he uses them, and they help him and other people win money. So, from baseball to basketball to MMA to NASCAR to golf. We've got all the best tools, preeminent tools in the industry uh, for you to check out. We've got uh, monthly, weekly, even some express passes. Uh, monthly, I think, is the best. So if you're not in the NBA but you're still looking to sign up, go to awesomeo.com slash join and uh, look around. If you scroll down, you'll see all the tutorial videos on our most popular tools so you'll know exactly what you're getting before you dive in. Uh, and if you ever have any questions, you can hit us up. Uh, on, on Twitter. If you're a sub, hit us up on Slack. But uh, while you're at it, follow us on Twitter, Jake at Jake Hari, myself at Lafayette underscore D. Always appreciate the new followers and the new interaction. So yeah, awesomeo.com slash join if you're looking for all sports. And if you're looking for basketball, it's the last day for Mamba, M-A-M-B-A, uh, in honor of Kobe Bryant, $8.24 NBA for the entire week, everything we've got on the site for the sport. All right, Jake, three down, four to go. Cincinnati and Milwaukee. Here we go with Trevor Bauer. He's just outright filthy, man. And when he's keeping his cool, there are very few pitchers that are better than him. I, I, maybe, I was, maybe I was a year early because I said that Bauer was going to be the Cy Young winner last year. And, you know, things unraveled a little bit. But nevertheless – He's striking out lefties at 48%. He's striking righties out at 39%. Um, he has a swinging strike rate north of 13. I thought it'd be a little higher than that, but he's still been nasty uh, pretty much every and, – and to be fair, getting a little bit lucky. His BABIP is super, super low. Uh, there's a couple things here that I would anticipate coming back to earth a little bit, but a super low X, XFIP as well. Um, there's – there's just nothing bad to say about Trevor Bauer today outside of the fact that he's going to be very popular and that the Milwaukee Brewers can give you a tough time on occasion. But I'll pass this oh, pass the baton over to you and get your take on this team or on, on Trevor Bauer. Sorry. Yeah, Bauer's just incredible. Um, these numbers so far 
<clears throat> and we're only a few starts in, but this is basically what, like, what Garrett Cole was doing for yeah. for an entire season. I mean, a point five seven whip on the season. <laughs> like again, four starts, but forty three and a half percent K rate. Hundred plus um, pitches in all of them too, or uh, in three of four, ninety seven in his last one. Yeah, only only went uh, seven innings with nine Ks. <laughs> uh, one hit. So we'll we'll give him a demerit for that start. <laughs> it was actually his best start of the season. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's he's the play today. I right now, like I would be fine having Cole or Cole uh, Bauer in nearly every one of my lineups tonight. I feel just that good about him as a pitcher. If it doesn't work out, um, that's fine. But I think more so than Lazardo, uh, you're getting the best pitcher on the slate at a discount in a pretty good strikeout matchup. Um, the key, it's not like Maeda where you worry about him getting pulled at 82 pitches um, from last year on the Dodgers or something like that. He's getting to go hundred if, if he needs to. So yeah. Um, not right now, all in on Bauer. I have 70% if the slate started right now. Uh, I'd be comfortable getting up into the 80s. Um, the only, I guess the only reason I probably won't have 100% of Bauer is just that I like to get different lineup constructions. So that would be uh, the one knock. He's a little bit expensive, but uh, he's probably really underpriced in this spot at 10 to. I thought he would be at least 11 3 or something like that. Yeah. I'm shocked by that. He goes deep into games. He's just been stellar. The only runs he's allowed, two runs on the season in 26 and a third inning, both of them have been on solo shots. Those are the best type of fantasy pitchers, Jake, because they limit their pitch counts. I'm, if, you're, if a pitcher gives up three runs, would you rather all of them be on solo shots or would you rather him load the bases in two innings and, and, and give up a bunch of hits and walks? In his case – if he can sustain, not obviously this ridiculous production, but something similar, if he's going to give up a solo shot or even two each game, but he's going to go seven, eight innings uh, and throw 115, 111 pitches, count me in. I'm on board. Uh, I think just overall in a vacuum, he's the best pitcher on this slate and, and my favorite option here. So uh, I really like Trevor Bauer. I know he's pricey. I get that. But the Brewers also have the fourth highest strikeout rate, or sorry, third highest K rate against righties this season. And I don't know if you've looked at their numbers against righties, but they've been remarkably bad. Like they have a 64 WRC plus against righties, the, the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, that's pretty miserable. Second worst um, in the league. Wow. That, man, I mean, and this was a lineup that we didn't want to play anyone against last year. I know. Um, so, I know Yelich is struggling, but man, does he make that big of a difference? Um, Gamble, Urias, and Arcia are seven, eight, nine. I guess maybe that has something to do with it. But pretty crazy though. Yeah, no, like no red flags for me for Bauer, and that's what I'm usually looking for when someone's this highly owned. Like I can make the case against a Lance Lynn. Uh, it's really tough to do that for Bauer here. For sure, second lowest weighted on base average too. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. That's really amazing. I did not think that, that it would be, that they would be that bad. Uh, Christian Yelich, he's batting under 200 and he, he's definitely, he's definitely picked things up a little bit recently. The start to the season was dreadful, but the biggest thing about Yelich that I've noticed, Jake, and it's really important. He has, an insane strikeout rate this season. Uh, I'm just pulling pulling this up because with somebody like Yelich, who is so good, if he's going to strike out more, that means that you can actually roster pitchers against him and feel feel good knowing that he can have he can hit a homer, but also strike out three other times. He's striking out at 31 percent this year. Last year he struck out at 20 percent. 2018, 20 percent. 2017, 20%, 2016, 20%. The only time he struck out a higher than a 20% clip was in his rookie season uh, in 2013. 31% is very high for Yelich, uh, and that makes opposing pitchers that much more favorable. That's a really high K rate. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I, I mean, law of large numbers, right? If he's not hurt, that's going to go down. But 
man, that is still, what are we, 30 games into the season? Like, he had be around that, a 30 right? game stretch Close. like that his entire career. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty shocked by that. But hey, we'll take it. Yeah. Just Trevor Bauer, all in all. And by the way, that's one of the reasons that Milwaukee's K rate is so much higher this year. Mm-hmm. They definitely have some guys that strike out. Um, and we know that. But, dude, that's that's pretty intense. I was looking at their their individual K rates on this team. And let's see. Ben Gamble against righties. God, 45%. Justin Smoke, 37. Keston Yera, 33. Logan Morrison, 25 plate appearances, but 20 or 32. Pena, 30. Christian Yelich, 30. They have, oh my God. Uh, Armor Navias is at 29%. So for guys that have seen at least 25 plate appearances, seven of them have 29 or percent or higher K rates against righties. That is miserable. That's crazy, right? Oh. Like I know Garcia's is, oh, and Evasil Garcia is at 25%. So the only guys they have that have seen a decent amount of plate appearances and aren't striking out are Sogard and Orlando Garcia. That's it. Mm. Different yeah. teams. So we're, I mean, we're just talking ourselves on a more Trevor Bauer. Oh, I don't yeah. know how you hand build a lineup without, without Bauer. Like my, my mouse would just go right to him. It just every, every single hand built lineup. Um, I just, yeah, he'll probably get blown up now for the first time ever. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a horrible game. But like, like who do you go to besides Yelich? Maybe this is the game Yelich just completely turns into 2019 Yelich. Um, it hits two dawns, but <laughs> they're probably going to be solo shots because Bauer doesn't – he's just not letting guys on base. I know. That's the, that is the great part. Now, he's definitely uh, – he's walked a couple, but I'm not worried about that. I'm really not. The, the walk rate is whatever, but he's not giving up hits. He's allowed one, three, two, and two hits. <laughs> That's insane. That's like video I, game numbers. Video game, yeah. I think we've convinced ourselves we can move on from this one, but I will ask you – uh, Brett Anderson, Cincinnati bats. E- interest in either side of that one before we keep this going? Yeah, I like Cincy bats. Um, they're nothing special against lefty. They're actually smack dab in the middle. 100 WRC plus versus lefties. But um, I really like the two through five. Uh, Castellanos, Davidson, Suarez, and Irvin. And then you get a right-hand catcher, pretty cheap, Casale at 3,400. If he's going to catch here, um, Votto leading off or batting up near – the top of the lineup, depending on what the Reds do. We'll probably get their lineup in about 15 minutes because they always like to send it out early for the, the sports gamblers and DFS players, which is uh, much appreciated. But, yeah, this lineup looks really good against the lefty to me, especially the top. It really does. And, hey, by the way, I know a lot of you guys jump in the room before the show even starts and hit that thumbs up button. We greatly appreciate you. It helps us out a ton. You know how the YouTube algorithm works. If you have a channel, you're even more familiar with it. But – yeah, it, it, a lot of you're, you're seeing if, if you go on the YouTube, you'll notice that if you watch a video, say it's even like a political video and it's an independent person, the next one that'll pop up in your recommended feed or autoplays is from one of the 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 big, you know, uh, the big channels like the CNNs, the Foxes, the MSNBCs. And the, with sports, it's very similar. If you're watching independent sites, you'll see like ESPN and, and and first take stuff pop up next. And it's just the way it works. They're promoting the big ones and the smaller creators uh, aren't really getting what they need. So uh, we appreciate all the support. And really the easiest way to do it is just to hit that thumbs up, subscribe and hit the notification bell. So appreciate all of you that help support us each day. Kansas City and St. Louis, Jake. Jack Flaherty, Brad Keller. Flaherty's had such a weird career, man. Got out to a rough start last year and then finished super strong. Um, last time out, he, um, he – what happened last time? Hold on. He – let's see here. Did they just limit him because he was returning after a three-week hiatus? Or almost a month hiatus? Yeah, so it was right? just a long layoff. Uh, and he only faced nine batters. I know. I, know. I, I must not have played that day because I'm not. It's I not don't remember it either. Yeah, it's been tough mixed in with basketball and for yeah. you hockey. Uh, anyway, so he is. Oh, you know what it was? Did he? 
Oh, he didn't. Ha- oh, one of the things was that the, the Cardinals weren't playing for a while because of the COVID outbreak. I know that. Uh, I just wasn't sure if there was something else that happened with Jack Flaherty, but it doesn't matter. His first start was was solid. Seven innings, two earned, six strikeouts. We can't really take much away from this year because he's only thrown one game. But ownership is something we can look at. We can look at stacks. Jack Flaherty getting a lot of ownership too. So on DraftKings, there are four pitchers, four pitchers of the 14 pitchers going today that are getting 35% or higher ownership. Jack Flaherty against Kansas City is currently one of those pitchers. Yeah, um, Alex has a pretty favorable projection for him, not quite at the 2x threshold, but um, he's approaching it. So that tells me we're assuming he's going to go close to full go against KC. He's a minus 170 favorite. Um, I wanted to to check on Flaherty's splits because I know he had like a 10% uh, K rate difference between righties and lefties. So I, I actually he, he had a good K rate against lefties too. Don't get me wrong, but. Um, so last yeah. year, if, if you want me to mention it, I've yeah, got yeah, it right but, here. So last year he struck out lefties. You're right. At 25% righties at 35%. Mm-hmm. It's a big difference depending on what this lineup looks like. What do we have for a projected lineup? So we're going to go Maryfield righty, Lopez lefty, Dozier righty, Soler righty. So right there, three out of four at the top uh, righties. And then you got Michael Franco and Cam Gallagher, also righties in this lineup. Um, Godo Hearn batting fifth. Yeah, Godo Hearn, $2,400. He'll get like 10% ownership and strike out three times. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, this is this looks like a really favorable K, uh, K matchup for I'm with you. Good call on that. So, you know, some a lot of times splits aren't as aren't as meaningful as as people think. I know Alex a lot of times will just look at teams K rates total, right? Instead of just lefty and righty. But in a spot like this where Flaherty has pretty dramatic splits against lefties and righties, uh, that's something to to keep in mind. And also, if when you look at this stuff, if you're maybe newer to to baseball and and want to research better, remember a lot of times pitchers will have better splits against a certain hand in this because of what they're throwing, not just because they're a lefty, not just because they're a righty. Uh, in, in, in Jack Flaherty's case, he throws his slider 30% of the time. It's an absolutely filthy pitch. Uh, last year, it got a whiff rate of 24%, 24% the year before 2017, 29%. Uh, and then you know, if you, if you look at it against lefties, Jake, he's throwing it, um, He's, he's throwing it 22% of the time, but against righties, it's a pitch that he's going to throw a ton of the time, 34 to 36% over the years. That's one of the big reasons that we like seeing him go up against more righties because he can just wipe them out with that nasty slider. Yeah, absolutely. So even if you knock one of these righties out, um, you still got O'Hearn probably in the lineup, Mondesi, um, even though he's going to bat lefty against Flaherty, that's still a strikeout matchup that is probably in Flaherty's favor. So, um, yeah, it looks it looks really good for me here. And he's projected close to Lance Lynn. Um, they're close in ownership. I prefer Flaherty just like before you look at projections. So my only um, concern is what's his pitch count going to look like? Yeah. So this happens sometimes too early in the day when Alex is running projections and he goes through it multiple times. Um, so if he sees any news on Flaherty's pitch count, if he can only go four innings, obviously don't play him for 9,300, but if we're expecting him to go close to hundred pitches or hundred pitches or more, then yeah, this looks like the correct projection for him. Oh yeah. No doubt about it. Uh, I just am really hoping that we get some type of information mm-hmm. on this. Because I wouldn't be surprised if he's only allowed to go like 70. And if that's the case at 9,300 on DraftKings, I'm just, there's no way you get there, even in a matchup that's really quite favorable. So, yeah, yeah. We'll pay much closer attention to that. Uh, Kansas City Royals, uh, bottom seven, I think, uh, weighted on base average and WRC plus against righties this year. They haven't been particularly good. They also haven't struck out. Oh, no, I'm sorry, 25% K rate. So, not bad. All right. Uh, Jake, other side of this one before we move on, Brad Keller. Remember this guy just didn't give up home runs? Mm -hmm. He's not even that good. He just doesn't give up home runs. It's so weird, though, 
Like, look at his starts. Look at his three starts this season. No earned in any of them. Three hits or less in all of them. Uh, he's actually been – he's such – he's an enigmatic pitcher. It's so hard to predict what you're ever going to get from somebody like Brad Keller because it's like on paper, he's not good. But then for some reason, he just never gets completely beat up. Yeah. So he's like the guy that uh, – and there's a few guys like this that – your friends who only talk about batting average and stuff think is really good because yes. he goes out there and he kind of just limits the damage and they're like, you know, that's the guy they want on their team, but really he's got a, you know, 10.8% swing strike rate. He doesn't get chases. Um, and oftentimes those guys are going to be the ones that get bombed. Um, there's not a lot of Greg Maddox's out there and I don't think Keller's really that. So you're not even getting much of a discount on him. 6,700 here. Uh, he is going to face a bunch of righties as the Cardinals usually roll out in the middle of their lineup. Um, but I actually like the St. Louis bats a lot here. They're, they're at the near the top of my exposure list, um, for hitting. I've got Yachty, um, as my most exposed catcher. I've got, uh, Edmund up there, Goldschmidt all in, uh, mid teens ownership right now. And they're not getting a ton outside of a couple guys in their lineup. So, I like the Cardinals. It's a little scary knowing Keller hasn't given up an earned run yet. Um, but four and a half implied total. And it looks like they're just going – like they're going uh, quite a bit lower owned than uh, than the Cubs and the Tigers. And uh, I think that's a little bit of a mistake. Yeah, I agree. He's also one of these guys that's always going to have higher expected numbers. Like his Woba is 262 to lefties. He has an expected Woba of 337. Uh, Woba 0.098 to righties with an X Woba of 317, an ISO of zero, an X ISO of 191, and against lefties, an ISO of zero, and an X ISO of 0.075. So I, I think I, I think soon enough you're going to see some regression. But Brad Keller is one of those guys that will that will that will make your head spin because you continue to think he's going to be worse mm-hmm. than he is. Just throwing that out there. But yeah. uh, that's not to suggest, by the way, that I'm rostering Brad Keller. Just that I sometimes worry about playing guys against him. For Two sure. to go, Jake. L.A. Angels, Houston Astros, Framber Valdez, toe in the rubber here. He's been pretty, pretty, pretty good. Now he's got a uh, much more difficult matchup, although he is coming off a very strong performance at Coors Field where he got the win, allowed only one earned across seven and two-third innings. And then opposite him, Patrick Sandoval, who has been tuned up pretty good this season, coming off of his last start against his former team. He was on the Giants, right? Wasn't Patrick Sandoval on the Giants? No, maybe not. Maybe not. I know Pablo. Pablo Sandoval. No, I know Pablo was. (laughs) He's given up a home run and – all four starts, two home runs last time out. Look, that, that doesn't mean a ton, but if I can target power, I'm willing to at least take a look, uh, especially knowing how talented this Houston Astros team is. They're getting 10% aggregate ownership. That's third highest of any team on this seven-game slate. Yeah, for all the Astros, or the talk about the Astros being, you know, cheating their way to these great numbers the last couple of years, 124, uh, yeah, 124 WRC plus against yep. lefties. Uh, they don't walk as much as I would think. Maybe that's a short sample thing, but they don't strike out either. Um, 18.1% K rate. They had one of the lowest rates for 2019, 2018, 2017 against lefties. Like they're just a nightmare against either side, but um, lefties with, you know, Springer, Altuve, Correa, uh, Guriel, like, I I think let's see I think the Astros are actually yeah I think the Astros are my highest owned stack right now I've got uh, Altuve as one of my highest owned hitters as as a Springer uh, Correa is up there now they're popular so I guess I'm not saying anything too out of the ordinary but we still have them um, being popular for good reason 10.5 percent ownership share on DK 10.8% chance of being the top stack, uh, getting a lefty year. I, I know Sandoval is okay. Uh, but I greatly prefer Houston bats on this side here. So do I. And if he's going to give up some pop, he's going to give up some power. 
you can count me in on this one. Plus, Houston's top stack probability is actually right in line with their aggregate ownership. You can't say the same about the Cubs uh, and the Arizona Diamondbacks, who we'll get to later and have our next game and have very, very high ownership. So uh, I, I'm I'm on board with Houston. Pricing is always going to be relatively difficult to get to, but it's not it's not outrageous. It's it's actually it's it's, it's it's better than we've seen before. One of the reasons for that too, Jake, is just the fact that they've got a couple primary starters on the injured list. So they're not going to be in this one. Yeah. I'm wondering why they're not getting similar ownership to the Cubs. I mean, maybe the Cubs are just a little bit easier to fit in. And we see this all the time in MLB DFS where the best value is so much higher owned than like the yeah. best value or something like that. And they're like, you can exploit those inefficiencies. So Maybe it's just that situation. Um, you know, you really only got, I mean, I guess you have two outfielders right at the top of the lineup, Tucker and and Springer, which Tucker's really cheap. So you, you would think that would bring up the aggregate ownership. But for whatever reason, Houston is quite a bit lower owned than the Cubs. And I like them, I think, straight up over the Cubs. Yeah, me too. And I almost, I just thought about it right now i thought oh god did i miss that this game is at wrigley field and the wind's blowing out and maybe that's why but it's not yeah it's in detroit it's not it's in detroit the <laughs> individual ownership is wild like your highest owned hitters for for today projected of one two three four five six seven eight nine okay so of the highest nine owned pitch uh, hitters Four of them are Cubs bats. Yeah. No, five of them. Five. That's Contreras, that's Rizzo, Schwarber, Caratini, and Baez. Wow. Yep. Crazy. All right. What else are you doing with this game? That it? I mean, yeah, I, I don't I don't see myself getting to a lot of uh Framber Valdez. Uh do what you want with Trout and Rendon and Upton. I actually like those guys. I think they're like Rendon at 4% versus a lefty seems a little bit crazy. I know it's a low applied total. The Angels aren't the, the best team to stack. Um, but I really like that for Rendon. I got him at over 20%. And then I think, yeah, I mentioned Trout and, and Upton, those type of guys. If you want a two-man or three-man stack, the Angels, that looks like the best way for me to attack them here. Got some free premium content at awesome.com today. MLB player rankings, NHL player rankings, and NBA rankings. So uh, go ahead and check them out if you haven't done so yet at awesome.com, A-W-E-S-E-M-O.com. Got some free stuff up there for you to take a look. You know, do some window shopping, right? And then maybe we'll see you over there. By the way, if you do decide to sign up for, I tell this to everyone, if you do decide to sign up using the promo code MAMBA for NBA or getting an all-access monthly Make sure to uh, sign up for our premium Slack chat because you got guys in there talk and girls talking DFS and sports and betting all day and all night long, which, you know, a lot of us love and, and live that type of stuff when given the opportunity. All right, Jake, you ready to close this one out? Let's do it. Colorado, Arizona, last one on the slate, 940 start time. Uh, it's Merrill Kelly, Ryan Castellani. Merrill Kelly, somebody mentioned in chat earlier uh, that – they have a little bit of love for him today. He's had a couple really good games, a couple you know, modest games, and then one good game. But he's got two 30 DraftKings point performances here. He struck out seven batters in three of five, and the other two was four batters against San Diego and the Dodgers. Those are just kind of surface-level stats here. We're just looking at what we've gotten from him. He's thrown 90-plus pitches in four of five 95 plus and in, in three of five. So that's good to know. Uh, and, and all in all, Merrill Kelly's numbers are, they're okay. Like he has a, a single digit swinging strike rate, 9.7 call plus swinging strike rate of 29%. Like he, again, he's, he's not a bad pitcher. He's got an XFIP of four. He, he's not a bad pitcher, Jake, but he's also just not a particularly high upside option. And, $8,700 on a slate where Bauer is only 10-2. I get that there's going to be a pretty big gap or discrepancy in ownership, but it's hard for me to really fall in love with somebody like Merrill Kelly here, unless you like this matchup against Colorado, and then, well, we can talk. Yeah, so 
I mean, I'm more impressed with the, so like Kelly's numbers aren't phenomenal. 23% K rate. Um, <clears throat> I guess, let's see, under one whip is, is pretty solid, especially when you factor in who he's played against. Uh, he's had one very easy match against Texas and he took care of that seven and two thirds and seven strikeouts. But then he's faced LA, the Dodgers, and then the Padres twice, and then Oakland. Um, and he's held his own in pretty much all the starts. And I struggled in Oakland in the last start, but, and, and I think that's why you're seeing the plate discipline numbers, maybe not be great under 10%, um, swing strike rate, just over 30% O swing percentage. Um, but the matchups have been super tough. Uh, all those teams I mentioned, Padres, Dodgers, and the athletics have, at least a 105 WRC plus against righties. And then you get Colorado who's bottom five in that same category, 82. Um, I guess the strikeouts is the only thing that you're worried about with Kelly at 8,700. So at first I was just going to cross him off at 87, but willing to take a look now. Yeah. I'm I'm at least willing to get to some Merrill Kelly if he's not going to be owned nearly as much as some of these guys. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm not in love with him, but he has at least shown flashes and, can go out there and work deep into games. Rockies, the only thing I don't love about him, you're right, WRC plus overall performance, ability to manufacture runs uh, has not been good. But they're striking out only 21% against righties. So maybe that's something that we could see increase a little bit going forward. What about on the other side? Uh, Arizona bats, Ryan Castellani. He's, he's thrown three games, one against Houston in Colorado, one against Texas, also at Coors. And then one in Seattle, he went four scoreless, four hitless innings in that one against Texas, four and two thirds, allowed one run on two hits, two really easy matchups there. Honestly, I look at the Houston matchup and say, oh, he went five and two thirds, only allowed five runs and two homers. It's almost like that's a success against that team at Coors. But uh, this isn't to say that we're rostering him, just throwing it out there that his last matchup kind of threw a wrench into the works. He's getting no ownership, 0.1% on DraftKings, not to be a surprise. And Arizona getting a ton of aggregate ownership, 20% almost, despite only having an 11% top stack probability. Yeah, that's the thing I'm looking at with Arizona. They just look uh, quite a bit overvalued. And they don't even have that great of a chance of being the top value. Uh, 9%, which is usually what skyrockets ownership. Um, but they're getting they're – getting, uh, or they're just as overvalued as like the Cubs and the Tigers. So that's the thing I'm concerned about with the Arizona bats. Um, even though some of them look good, Peralta at 3,400, probably one of your better values, probably a cash play you should look at um, as, as one of your outfielders. And then um, like Walker's cheap at under 4k. So they look fine to me. Um, but when you look at it in the context of this top stack tool, uh, takes a, a little bit of it, off for me. So uh, I don't think I'm going as far as playing Castiani. I'd rather get up the extra thousand bucks and go to Casey Mize um, against an even chalkier Cubs team. But uh, yeah, it, it's kind of an avoid on both sides for me. Yep. All right. That'll do it for us. Um, anything else in this game and then we'll get out of here. Uh, I like story at 5,200 a lot. Uh, I always like story. I always get to him using Alex's projections. So just wanted to point that out. I'm still on the story train here. All right. Beautiful. Thanks for hanging out with us as always. Hit that thumbs up on your way out. We will see you back here tomorrow on the MLB Strategy Show presented by Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. Peace.